This podcast was proudly produced by NZ Audio Editors. For all your editing services, you can find us on the World Wide Web at www.nzaudioeditors.com. Ryan J. Melson and Greg Moll from One Plan for Retirement would like to welcome you to the NZ Guide to Financial Freedom. In this podcast, we'll break down the psychological tools and financial framework you need to live the life you want to ensure you don't run out of money before you run out of life. We're live in three now. Quick fire finance. <laughs> Anyone listening who's excited, give us a cheer. That no one's I'm excited. sure I hear the earthquakes. I heard cricket. That's what I heard. Yep. So this is question four. I am finally debt-free in my mid-50s. Congratulations first. Woohoo! Fantastic. Clap, Less clap. go, as the young people would say. And I own my Auckland home, but I have very little saved for retirement. If I sold and moved pretty much anywhere else in New Zealand, I could retire tomorrow. But I don't want to move. See, that's good emphasis, like us in character, because of the explanation. Yep. Rather than close down my mortgage against my home, I've kept it in place. With a revolving credit mortgage, approximately 20% of the value of the house available to me at standard mortgage rates. What are your thoughts on drawing on this existing facility if I decide to stop working? It feels like the reverse equity option, but without all the legal stuff. Or am I missing something? Would love to hear your thoughts. Only the good thoughts. Only the good thoughts? Well, you know, this person deserves a, a, a bouquet, mm. not a brickbat, because being debt-free in your mid-50s um, is a very good thing to do because it uh, gives you a good, you know, what, 10 years, maybe more, depending on what stage you want to stop paid employment to get the other side of the 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 equation right if you think about <clears throat> you know we use that three boxes and the left hand box is your lifestyle assets the right hand box is your investment assets and right in the middle is the engine room which is your income and your income is funding your lifestyle which is really funding your lifestyle assets as we buy a home car boat furniture um, collectibles and whatever things that all um, cost you money but don't make you money. They're worth money, but you don't actually want to sell them when you cease paid employment because actually you've still got to live somewhere. Uh, you've still got to have a life. Um, on that right-hand box, which is your investment assets, you want to have enough money in those uh, assets, which are going to be a combination of cash, bonds and shares, locally and offshore, a diversified portfolio, might be growth, might be income, might be balanced, such that when your income stops, you can continue to fund the lifestyle of your choice. What we do as financial advisors, retirement planners, is we just put the numbers together uh, because every client for us is a blank canvas. This person's a blank canvas. So what we don't know here is when they want to retire, but we're presuming 10 years plus, but he's saying actually today would be quite good. Um, 
We don't know if they're in this category, do they work to live, which is what most people do. Uh, I'd like to put myself in the other category, I live to work. I love what I'm doing. So I don't actually see there's a line in the sand saying I'm going to cease paid employment when I'm 65 or 70 or 75. Um, It really comes down to if I don't enjoy what I'm doing, I'll do something else. If it's not paid employment, I better have a robust retirement plan to ensure that I can maintain the lifestyle I want. So it comes down to then not only knowing the date, but how much. How much do I need? And we don't know that here. Um, but, you know, if, if the person didn't know, I'd say, well, how much do you earn? And they'd probably know that. And then I can work out what their net income is, uh, think about uh, what they were paying towards their mortgage, and the rest of it is what they're spending. Now, say they were earning 75000 as a salary, um, that means after tax, they'd probably get about 52, um, maybe 55, somewhere around there. If they're paying $1,000 a month towards their mortgage, so that's 12, uh, that would mean that there's sort of you know, forty to $42,000 is the cost of their lifestyle. If they're earning more, uh, the cost will have gone up. You know, if it's 90, it'll be more than 42. So I go, okay, if it's 42, New Zealand Super, if you're a single person, will give you 22, 20, 22. Mm. Uh, so there's a shortfall there of $20,000. So the question is, where will that come from? Uh, that's the right-hand box, has to fund that. And if it's $20,000 and you're 65, I would say that you'd need the best part of... 350000 mm. to 400000 to fund that. 400000 needs to be in something outside your lifestyle assets, so it's in cash, bonds, property or shares. Um, 65 is probably more likely to be a balanced portfolio uh, so that you can fund that $20,000 and not run out of money before you run out of life. You know, it's, it's relatively straightforward if you th- follow the logic. Now, in this instance here... The um, the person's kind of now having decided that I'm in my 50s, uh, I've paid off my mortgage, um, maybe I don't want to work anymore, what can I do? Can I use the equity in my home to maintain my lifestyle? Well, I don't know how much you need uh, to do that, but can I tell you that at 50... Um, it is 50 or 55? Mid-50s. Oh, say 55. Um, you could go to someone like Heartland, um, and they have a formula, which is they take 45 off your age, 55 less 45. That means you can borrow 10% of your home. That's it. So if your home's worth um, $600,000, you can basically take 60000 but that's not going to last you 10 years. No. So the maths is not going to work for you. Uh, what you have to do is get back on the horse and start working. Mm. Uh, and if you do that, you've got 10 years of savings through KiwiSaver, which hopefully you're in already. And at your age, you should be in a growth portfolio because you've got 10 years before you can draw down on it. So that 
plus 10 years of saving, the money you were putting to the mortgage you should now save. It's $1,000 a month. Uh, you've got 10 years of saving that. You know, what's that, 120000 plus the growth. Um, you're well on the way to be in a situation where you can uh, be financially independent without actually taking any risk at all, in my view. There is the other option, um, the option that some people would want to talk to you about and say, well, you're debt-free in your mid-50s, uh, why don't you go and borrow on your existing house and buy another one? And I'm going, there's actually nothing necessarily wrong with that as long as you understand the risks that you're taking. Um, because you are now not investing, you're speculating, you're running a business, and if it goes um, in the wrong direction, uh, you could lose your future financial well-being. You could be in a situation where you're worse off in the future than you are today. Because, you know, these things are not uh, certainties. You know, I, I was involved years ago with a, a, in, a, in a partnership syndicate of blokes and um, we'd been in a bit of a share club and and um, we stopped having meetings and then started making money because every time we had a meeting, we'd do buy and sells and lose money and pay commissions. Um, eventually, we stopped having meetings. I think our wives told us that um, it was best not to. We listened to them. Um, and we built up a bit of a nest egg, and the guys said, oh, let's, um, you know, let's get into property. So we got into property and into working alongside a development company, building residential properties, and we were providing some of the funding. Uh, the property was in uh, an affordable p- part of Auckland. It was out Avondale Way. And uh, what happened is the properties got completed, but it was a time when the markets were down. So I'm trying to think where it was. I think it must have been in the 90s. The markets were flat, interest rates were high, the banks were unhappy with the lending that we had and were putting pressure on us, and uh, a decision was made to to sell at a loss. Now, it was a dumb decision, but we were part of a a group, so you went with the majority. Had we been able to fund our way through that, we would have come out very well. So property doesn't always go up. Sometimes it goes down. And sometimes you can be forced to sell at the wrong market. Mm. Now, you know, back then it didn't really matter. It was a speculation. We are all young enough. It had no effect. And we had diversified the risk by having a number of us. Right? But if an individual did that and got it wrong, they would not recover. So what's not in this question is how risk tolerant is this person? If they've got to their mid-50s, and they've repaid the mortgage on their home, but have saved very little other than what might be in KiwiSaver, they are not speculators. They are not um, you know, active investors, I would say. They, in my view, they're probably more passive. Uh, but they get the big tick, or he or she gets the big tick, because they're well on the way to being financially independent. They'll never be rich, but if they follow the sane, sound, sensible advice they get from a decent advisor, they won't be poor either. Yeah, and then that's what it's about, not trying to impress everyone else, but actually impress yourself with how good your life is. 
so if you'd like to learn how to impress yourself and ask a phenomenal question that we we may roast on occasion, um, but for the most part, we'd love to add as much value as we can. Uh, the email address is in the description, ryan at oneplan.co.nz, and give us a healthy review. And five stars would appreciate it, but if all you can manage is four, I'll meet you halfway, and we'll make it 4.5. And once again, thank you to the one and only NZ Audio Editors.com.